We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, talking Oklahoma City Thunder basketball and the wider NBA. Sam Presti said, lower the hatch, load up the cannon, and get the tank out rolling. Catch new episodes after each Thunder game and every Sunday night. (laughs) This is a house of learning doctors. Follow the Uncontested on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to catch new content as it drops. I mean, a cat and a dog connected together? This is Lou Dork. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested podcast. Coming to you live from YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook on Wednesday, September 15th. As we inch closer and closer to the start of NBA training camp, and basketball finally making its return. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffen. I've got Justin with me tonight. Hello, everybody. And behind the board, making all the magic happen, doing all the fancy stuff. We've got J.D. Silva. What's up? Gentlemen. Oh, shit. Here we go again. <laughs> Silva with the immaculate sound drops. We got, I'm you gotta very love excited it. for the soundboard that he's put together. Gotta love it. So, gentlemen, uh, some actual NBA news to talk about tonight. I'm pretty Thank excited goodness. about. But we Thank are closing goodness. in, before we dive into all that, we are closing in on the start of training camp. And we are closing in uh, with the start of training camp, the Thunder Blue-White scrimmage and Thunder preseason basketball. It is almost here, uh, and I cannot wait. Don't get me wrong. Huge football guy, I, especially college football. I love watching college football. There's just something about having the NBA back, being able to to just ingest all of the basketball I can possibly handle. I can't wait. <laughs> We're almost there. The last month of the offseason really makes me yearn for the real stuff it's mm-hmm. like go, it's like going through a bad withdrawal it just we're in that moment right now where the storylines feel a little forced when they're out there um we don't have the, the you know the natural drama of earlier in the summer and we're getting close to to needing something needing that little bit of a little bit of a hit to keep things going yeah we need that ben simmons trade to drop folks yes so I watched, uh, watched a lot of NFL on Sunday, and I, after I had watched probably five, six hours of it, I was like, God, this is just not – I need it. I need the NBA season to arrive. <laughs> yes. No, it's not I, the same. I, I feel that in my soul. Uh, it's exciting, though. It, it's around the corner. Not too long from now, we will be able to talk about player interviews at Media Day. Uh, we will be able to hopefully watch the blue-white scrimmage streamed somewhere traditionally the thunder have played the blue white scrimmage at a local high school gym 
Maybe yeah. that happens again. Maybe it doesn't because of COVID protocols and whatnot. I'm not sure what they will do. But in the past, they've tended to uh, to stream it on their social media pages. So maybe we will get to watch some some basketball then. But yeah, it's it's going to be here before we know it. And I I for one am ready to watch some NBA because you can only guys you can only watch the Poku highlights on YouTube so many times. You can only watch the same nine minute. Highlight reel of Josh Giddy in Australia <laughs> so many times. Or the five minutes of Summer League. Yeah. Five got minutes. One, like got one basket. The one play. Exactly. Yeah. So, but it's almost here. I almost I'm here. ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to watch it. Uh, they should yeah. play the blue-white scrimmage at the downtown YMCA. That'd be pretty dope. I, I did really enjoy that they would do them at local high schools. Yes. Um, to try to, I don't know, just, just feed back into the community. I've actually been to a few of the ones that they've done at local high schools. Humble brag. Uh, they, yes, they did <laughs> one in more after the tornado, the year after nope. the tornado. Uh, they did one in, I think it was Newcastle, and I got to go to that one. Yep. So they did uh, one at my alma mater, Edmund North. Oh, there you go. That was a cool one because they had like the big party for Russ outside. And then that was the first time we got to see Russ, PG, and Mello play together. And I was like, oh, I missed a lot of shots on that court. That's kind of cool. <laughs> I love it. Um, and Justin, you mentioned this this last month of the offseason kind of being a drag and there's just nothing going on. You got to remember, these past two off seasons have been yes. shortened. Like yes, it's been the TLDR version. <laughs> and next year, yes, we get a full off season. Like the draft will happen in late June. We'll get yeah. free agency for like a week in July. Yep. And then we'll go all of July, all of August, all of September with nothing. That's tough. It's very it's gonna tough. Be, That's real tough. <laughs> it's going to be very rough. Hey, maybe we'll have some exciting young players that'll just really energize us for those for those three months of, of nothing. Maybe we'll have more highlights, more than one play to watch over and there over we again. <laughs> but you know months. what? Next early July, we will all be out in L- in Las Vegas. Yes. In LA. We will all be out in Vegas taking in summer league and NBA free agency at the same time. And the completed Blue Wire studio. That's super dope. They had Michael Phelps in there yesterday for a podcast. Like, not too bad. It's going to be pretty, pretty awesome. I cannot wait for next summer. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Going to be fun stuff. Going to be fun stuff. So speaking of Thunder basketball, uh, and it's already popping in the chat here. If, you, if you're listening to the podcast version <laughs> of this and you haven't joined us live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook yet, highly encourage you to do so. We always have a blast here uh, seeing everyone interact in the chat. So everyone's already talking about it. So let's dive into it, guys. A Shams Charnia 
report that the Houston Rockets and John Wall are mutually trying to find a a breakup. They're trying to find a, a trade that gets John Wall out of Houston. He does not want to play in Houston anymore. Justin, just initial thoughts on, on this report. Uh, apparently, John Wall and the Rockets are okay with John showing up the training camp but not really playing any games and kind of riding it out uh, a la James Harden of last year, but maybe a little more um, uh, collaborative and not just so one-sided. Yeah, um, that I think that that sums it up accurately. Um, My first reaction is good luck. (laughs) $91.7 million. That is a very large amount of money uh, that is going to be as difficult, if not more difficult to move than some of these, again, similar situations we've seen in recent seasons, like you just mentioned with James Harden. Um, There was a Hollinger article. uh, Was it that? Yeah, no, it was the same article, pardon me, from Shams, where he said, sources said there are no buyout plans on the two years and 91.7 million remaining. So again, going back to my, my feelings on the trade is like, that is a lot of money to try to find somebody to eat and that just severely limits your potential trade partners i don't know after i saw the note that there would not be a buyout discussed i was i I didn't know what to think at that point i was like is this a how can this happen like this is obviously a real report but that's that's such a large number and I, i didn't watch a lot of john wall film or anything last year um i know he wasn't like terrible like he was still he's there's still some john wall in there you know he's not what he once was but i just don't know like you can try and say, hey, this team will take a flyer on him. I don't know how you say take a flyer whenever he is making that much money. That's I would like a- to take a flyer on forty-one million dollars, <laughs> yeah. please. Yeah, yeah. But and that's the thing is like that's where a, a number of people today mentioned OKC as a potential partner, strictly because they could get to that level of cap space and they could probably do it fairly, e- not they, fairly they, easy. They, they wouldn't like, have to do. The Thunder could just absorb him. Exactly. And so that's why you've heard it thrown around. So I guess gut, the elephant in the room is, do y'all think OKC makes a play for John Wall? So first, before I answer that, I think <laughs> Nate Sanders in the chat brings up a great point. He says, keep in mind, OKC couldn't find a Kemba trade who right. is worth $10 million less. That's a great point. It's a great point. Salary matching on that limits what Houston can do considerably i like i don't know if there's any team in the league that's able to salary match that yeah um without completely gunning their team and nobody's gutting their team for john wall at this point right right with that being said this is the thunder mo during the rebuild it's eat horrible contracts in return for assets so that brings up the next question what assets are they getting that for yeah. absorbing john wall well it, it, if I any would, I would say, yeah, I would say you have to look at it logistically from a asset to dollar amount ratio, Yep. right? The Thunder ate Derek Favors, $10 million, and they got a protected first-round pick. Yep. To eat John Wall's $90 million, if you just kept the ratio the same, I mean, nine first-round picks. That's not happening, obviously. <laughs> Now the 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 no buyout thing fascinates me. Is that Houston posturing saying there's not going to be a buyout if you want John Wall, you have to trade for him? Right. Because that would make sense for them to say that publicly. I still don't know how you trade him. Hmm. Part of me thinks and th- th- there's obviously bias in my thinking here, right? But the Houston ownership and Tillman Fertitta the arguably the biggest joke of an owner in the NBA, the cheapest <laughs> owner in the NBA. I don't see Tillman buying out a $90 million player for nothing. Mm. Right. Like, yeah, I don't see him doing it. And so maybe that's where the no buyout is coming from. If you're John wall, I don't see why you wouldn't take a buyout. You mean I can pocket $90 million <laughs> of cash. Hell I'll take $80 million of cash and right. then I can go play for whoever I want and compete for a title. Mm-hmm. I can go to the Clippers or I can go to, I don't know, Brooklyn or whatever I want to do. Right. Like, yeah, 
from John Wall's perspective, I mean, that's that's an incredible situation, but I think you're dead on of like Tillman Fertitta is not one to casually throw away 90 million, if I had to guess, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> amongst other things. Can you things. imagine having the ability to throw away 90 million? No, I, it makes me sick. Just yeah, it's insane. It. it is absolutely insane. But yeah, I'm with you as like, it, it just feels like there's no way. Like there's gonna have to be a compromise, or else mm-hmm. we're we're gonna be stuck. Because I don't think anyone is gonna be willing to eat that much money. And like you mentioned, I don't think they have enough to sweeten the pot to get even somebody like OKC, who's probably the most willing team in the NBA to eat that much money. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have enough to to convince them to do it. And let me be very clear: if there were to be a trade where John Wall ends up in OKC. I feel very, very confident it would be a buyout. Yeah. Like I would be absolutely shocked to see John Wall in a Thunder jersey. Mm-hmm. For the sure. one that a lot of people bring up, and I know Sean has brought it up in the chat over here. Uh, I tweeted it out tongue tongue in cheek as soon as the the Shams article uh, hit Twitter was that oh well, if Houston wants to unprotect all those future picks to OKC. Yes. sure we'll take him you know now do i think houston will do that no no <laughs> but if they have to sweeten the pot to get john wall off their books to another team they are very limited like, in their ability to trade future first round picks because you have to remember mm-hmm. so the stepian rule says you cannot trade first round picks in consecutive years so for instance um what is it in like two years they owe the thunder a pick. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't trade next year's pick because then it would be next year. And then they owe the thunder, the pick the year after. Yep. Also with the types of protections and stuff on picks, they can roll over. Although I think the protections on the Houston picks are if they don't uh, go to OKC, if the first round doesn't give go to OKC, the thunder just immediately get two seconds, but you're ta- basically with those two first rounders, they owe OKC. You're carving out two th- separate three-year windows where you cannot trade your own pick. Yep. And so how do they incentivize? I mean, I guess they could attach those Brooklyn picks, but then how awful does that look that you're giving away what was supposed to be the spoils of a James Harden trade just to get off John Wall? I, I don't see a conclusion to this, I think is the, the point we're getting at here. Yep. And if he's there, he's taking away playing time from guys you want to play. Yeah, is, like why would you ever? Why, getting... why would you ever, in, in Houston's perspective, why would you ever want to play John Wall ahead of Jalen Green or Kevin Porter Jr.? Right, right. And I think they said, I think they did say that he won't be playing. Yeah, while they try and but, work this out, so like he's just going to be chilling in Houston. That's great, and all probably but, for a I while. Mean, at what point? You can say that whenever we're two weeks away from training camp. Yeah. But at what point in January, February, when it's been three, four months and John Wall is just sitting there, either A, cashing checks and getting fat, that you're like, dude, we got to make something happen here. Or B, John Wall is like, yes. Yes. B, John Wall says, this is what I do for a living. I want to get out there and play basketball. And Houston says, well, no, we can't risk you getting injured. We don't want you to play for us. We want to develop these young guys. And that rift starts to happen, right? Right now, it's yeah. a mutual working together to try to make something happen. What happens when it stops being so mutual? There's, yep. I just, I don't see a conclusion to this. And I understand the perspective. Like, I don't think Houston is going to unprotect those picks to OKC. That would be foolish for them unless they are so crazy high on their young core that they think unprotecting those picks won't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and if that's the case, shit, go ahead and unprotect him. Houston, be my guest. <laughs> be my guest. Dice. Right. But <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I, I, I don't see the conclusion. I don't see how, how we get to a point where John Wall is on another team unless Houston decides to buy him out. Exactly. Yep. And most teams have a good point guard, or at least one that they expect will be good at some point, you know? Mm-hmm. And looking back on it all, it's like Houston is struggling to color inside the lines of a coloring book. Meanwhile, Sam Presti is playing 6D alien chess. I mean, look at what Houston's done. They traded Chris Paul 
two uh, picks and two swaps for Russell Westbrook. Yep. They traded Russell Westbrook for John Wall and a first. Now we all think the end result is them just buying out John Wall. And so I think- their their net gain from all of that was one season of Russ, 50 games of a John Wall who didn't give a shit. Yep. A first round pick and you're out $90 million. That's insane. As a fan, yeah. that is what makes me so frustrated about the summer that they had because they had a great summer. They mm-hmm. had a great draft and they're not doing anything right and they don't deserve it, but they got the ping pong balls to fall their way and they made some good, what seemed to be after summer league, good draft selections. And that's what sucks. It's like they still have a chance to like be in an okay place despite probably making wrong decisions at almost every opportunity they've been given. 100%. One of the, one of the assets they got from the Harden trade, Victor Oladipo is already gone too. And they yeah. didn't get, and they didn't get Jared Allen. So I, I don't know. Crazy or Karis LeVert. I, I do <laughs> not for the life of me understand why they chose Victor Oladipo over Karis LeVert in that trade kept Oladipo for 20 games and then yeah. flipped him from neckbeard Kelly Olenek who stayed for 20 games and then just watched him walk away. Yep. Just what a complete shit show. You know, yep. it's it's just awful. Sean in the chat brings up an interesting point. If Houston was willing to unprotect, maybe not all those picks, but some of them, would you be willing to send young guys back to Houston, including a guy like Poku? That's a good question. I mean, um, I know biasly, like I'm very, very high on Poku. I think a sure. lot of Thunder fans are very high on Poku. Mm-hmm. Um, but are you willing to roll the dice there on trading off a, a guy that has some potential right. for a chance at a multiple chances at a really high draft pick? Um, it's a hard question of one, you know, the classic phrase, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Of I, like, I have no clue you, what that means. Me either. Me either. Well, as the resident, it sounds mildly provocative. Old person on this episode right now. <laughs> Back in my day. Uh, <laughs> no, what it means is like, if you've got a prospect that you know is a guy, like he's, he's shows promise. That's worth more than like two future firsts because you already know you got a guy. Whereas those two future per- firsts could be both busts. So, so like the the uh, Family Guy thing where he says the mystery box could be anything. Yes. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, Don't basically. take the mystery box. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Basically that. So that's where it gets interesting. Is like there. Uh, I guess how, how confident do you feel about the future of of the young guy in question, whether that's Poku or somebody else? And how confident does Houston feel about one of those young guys? Like for, from that perspective of, you know, they're giving up the mystical opportunity that lies ahead, the mystery box, they're giving up the mystery box for a young prospect. And as soon as you give up the mystery box, you take all the, all the possibilities away and it becomes Mm -hmm. something concrete. All that to say, the one reason I could see that potentially happening do I think it's going to happen? No, that's my yeah. caveat. But the way I could see it potentially happening is like Sam Presti definitely seems like he is uh, not afraid to just like kick the can down the road. Definitely. Just keep looking further and further into the future. And by the time the Thunder, you know, use their picks and put a contending roster together, we'll all be dead. So we have that to look forward to. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. And I think you have to look at it from Houston's perspective, like you mentioned, Justin, on you could send them young players, right? But yeah. how much do they value those young players versus the mystery versus box? Their, versus their right? own picks, right? Like, I think Thunder fans would say, oh, send them Teo and Baisley. I don't think Teo and Baisley move the needle. Not at all. Right? No. Nope. I think what moves the needle to get those picks unprotected is you eat John Wall's contract and send back like a Josh Giddy. Yep. And I don't think... Mm-hmm. I don't think either side is really interested in that. Correct. Right? Yep. Can you imagine the very specific hell of us seeing Shengun succeed there and people from Houston shit talking us and then Poku also being there and succeeding? I could not deal with the that. The trade for picks, Poku turns into an all-star. Yeah. And we all just shrivel up and die. You mean the Thunder trading a future all-star don't, slash Hall of Famer to Houston for draft don't do picks it. that don't pan out? Don't do it. Never heard of that one before. 
Don't you dare speak ill of Stephen Adams and Jeremy Lamb. <laughs> I would. I had such high hopes for Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy. Me too. So, fun fact. I know I've mentioned this to y'all. Now, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to cut you off real quick. Okay. Now that the Thunder did not get James Booknight, next Jeremy Lamb. Okay, mm. continue. I was going to say, um, back in the day, I had a Twitter account that was at play Jeremy Lamb. <laughs> And that was all that I tweeted was whether or not Jeremy Lamb played. And uh, yeah, so I'm with you. I was a big believer in Jeremy Lamb. This is why we have you on the podcast. Mm, Thank you. 100%. (laughs) Jeremy Lamb was in my DMs once upon a time asking me where to get tattooed at in Oklahoma Uh, City. I was going to say you trying to get the pipe. (laughs) (laughs) Classic, classic DM. (laughs) <laughs> Anytime I DM somebody, typically I lead with you trying to get the pipe. That's how you got me to join the podcast, actually. 100%. I said, Why, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy on myself. All right. Uh, so. uh, Sean in the comments, Kevin Martin was a yes, part of he, that trade. He was part. Kevin Martin was part of that trade. Had a great season, too. Hot take. Right? Not even a hot take. Just a take. Just a, I think a widely acceptable take. If Russ doesn't tear his meniscus, they probably won a title that year. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Kevin, Kevin Martin, Martin. Kevin Martin's like advanced statistics were insane. Kevin Martin on that team in that season was better than James Harden was the year before. Yes, in a vacuum, one hundred percent. Yes. Now, do you want Kevin Martin long term over James? No. Obviously not. But right. in that vacuum with that team from twenty twelve to twenty thirteen, that was an upgrade. Yes. Very much so sigh well we say that after watching james harden crap down his pants in miami but amongst other things in his pants yes uh the the two things that stuck out to me about that i always just think about with james harden that to me were the this guy's legit moment do you remember um round one game four against the dallas Mavericks? mavericks yes whenever he just ran pick and roll Fourth quarter, every the possession takeover. down, and just nobody could stop him. Yes, that's when I was like, okay, uh-huh. like, and then the shot against the Spurs. Yeah, yep. What a series that was! Back to the basket, looking at the opposite shot clock, turning around right as Manu tries to steal it, and then just burying the three with like twelve seconds left, right in Tony Parker's face. So good. at that point, I was like, yeah, this guy's it. Yep. You know, I th- I think we sometimes cloud our judgment with that finals appearance that he had. Yep. A man, like he was like a 23 year old kid in the NBA finals. Yes, he was. You know, I also remember that I, I didn't make, mean to make this a trip down memory lane, but remember the Russ 40 piece. Yes. In the finals. Oh yeah. I watched highlights of that uh, pretty recently. There it is right there. Silva I, uh, with the, with I the came, image. I came home and no, uh, it's just, that's just, I, oh, I no, made, Justin, my bad. I made that while I was watching that game mm-hmm. oh. um, back in the day. Yeah, still, still have that saved. Oh, it was, uh, was a thing of beauty. I still have. I don't know if anybody that listens to our podcast will will know about this, or if you guys know about this. But I want to say it was a playoff game. You know how sometimes they'll just give out swag at the door, like a, a koozie or a bobblehead. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I got the Skull Candy yes. film brand bandana yes a red bandana that says fear the beard yes mm-hmm. i have mine I, too yep i still have mine very cool heck yes very cool all right gentlemen well enough john wall trade talk you know we got a little off off track there um let's talk the oklahoma city blue they have officially announced their schedule release i think they are going to have seven games on the same day as OKC Thunder games. So we'll get back-to-backs. The OKC Blue this year playing in the Paycom. What is it? Paycom Center? Paycom Arena? Paycom Center, yes. The Paycom Center because Gotta the Cox Convention that. Center no longer <laughs> exists. It's now a, like a movie production place, which is actually yep. kind of dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rats laughing and the chat says JV Thunder. I think that's perfect. Yep. Uh, they, they play the early game. The varsity squad plays the late game. That's yes. exactly what it is. Um but pretty cool. We're gonna get seven back to backs on the same day. Of... I think it's I think it's actually fifteen. Are you sure? I don't know. Yes. I don't have the this, numbers in front this of This is a I, I've got an article pulled up from Joe okay. Masato today. It says There you go. Includes fifteen home games scheduled on the same day as a Thunder home game. Oh, okay. I thought there was fifteen total home games and seven of them were the back to backs. 
My bad. Maybe it's, I don't know. I don't know where I got that number from. I just pulled seven out of my ass because it sounded nice. <laughs> Sounds like a good number. Yes. Facts are irrelevant. These if days. you say it confidently, then it's true. That's 100%. So and now it's on the internet, which makes it double. Yeah. <laughs> Quote me away. Quote me away. So the blue season is going to be fascinating. We know uh, that Aaron Wiggins will be on the OKC blue team. Uh, the Thunder have just signed, and I his name has already escaped me. Paul Watson, Paul Watson, Paul Watson yeah. Jr., twenty-six-year-old wing mm-hmm. shooter. Who I like how was, confident you are about all of this. Yes, he was on a two-way with Toronto last year, if I recall correctly. Yes. In order to get him on a two-way, the Thunder had to waive Josh Hall. Um, not super surprised there. Yep. Uh, this is, is my is. favorite. Uh, my favorite little anecdote. This comes from our pals over at SI Thunder. Our boy Nick. Nick and the boys. Uh, Silva's not part of SI Thunder. Oh, yes. First story's, Silva, not out. First story's Silva, not out yet, but uh, okay. I will be riding for SI Thunder with the Silva the boys. And the boys then. Um, <laughs> Nick can suck it because he's not here. Um, so in the yeah, article. Take that, Nick. <laughs> love you, Nick. In the article about Paul Watson Jr., it says um, he played his best game of his NBA career in April against the Magic where he led the Raptors to a win behind 30 points on eight made threes. I remember that game. The very next game, he shot 0 of 10 against the Thunder. Hey, <laughs> perfect. Shooter's got to shoot. Shooter's got to shoot. He knew he was coming here. That's yep. right. Yep. Well, you think if he was coming here, he would have put on a show for Sam well, Presti. Well, he was auditioning for the tank squad is what he was doing. <laughs> I love it. Um, other players who will be spending a lot of time with the OKC Blue – Newly signed Thunder rookie, Vit Krejci. Nice. It's going to be interesting. I don't know if I pronounced that right either. No, but, I don't know uh, if you did, but it sounded nice. Eastern yeah. European names are, are difficult. Apologies if I, if I did mispronounce it. I uh, don't mean to be offensive at all. But interesting because he fits the Thunder mold of what they're trying to do. Yep. Very tall, long wing who can handle the ball, who can make reads, make passes. Um, can kind of lead a team, uh, has a little bit of offensive juice to him, maybe not overly athletic. He's going to get a lot of burn with that blue squad. I think that is equally fascinating. So that led me to thinking Thunder are just riddled with young guys on the main roster. How many of those young guys do you think are going to see G League burn? So let's go down the list uh, of guys who could possibly make an appearance with the OKC blue. No, I'm not saying like, oh, they make one appearance with the blue because maybe they're rehabbing and the Thunder want to get them some extra reps, but like legit go down for development purposes. Okay, so let's start with this year's rookies. Do Josh Giddy or Trey Mann, either of them play G League minutes this season? I could see... Oh, man. And this is kind of difficult yeah. because if it was still the Tulsa... 66ers i think this is a very different question but mm-hmm. the fact that they're playing in the same arena using the same right. locker room exactly it's so easy to say i hey, hate trey man you're probably going to play five or ten minutes tonight so go get some burn earlier on in the day with yeah. the blue exactly. and then switch jerseys and then come out for the thunder so that's that ex- makes it a little challenging that's you know? exactly what was just going through my head during that mm-hmm. long awkward pause I think I could see both of them at different points. I don't know if Giddy gets a ton, but I could very much see him playing for the blue in that exact scenario that you just described. Interesting. Silva, you think Giddy gets G League burn? Giddy, I have a harder time with I have a harder time with that, I, I think. I think if Baisley plays like super well, maybe maybe then something like that, like he gets like pushed out of the lineup. Um they could play next to each other, but but still. Uh Trey Mann, I, I could definitely see him playing there since we have so many good guards and, and wings. Uh, Ty Jerome, Teo Maladon, Lou Dorche, of course. Um, so I could see him struggling to find minutes there and Pressy being like, hey, just just come come to the arena a little bit earlier and play a game and be as, as easy as that. That's kind of where I'm at. I don't see Giddy playing for the blue unless he's like really bad. If he's like really bad, I could see him playing for the blue. 
I don't um, know. I could just, I, there's something that just feels like. Presty does love the blue and they love right? the blues coach. Exactly. Uh, who it's actually like, bumped up and, and was an assistant coach with the Thunder towards the end of the season, Grant Gibbs. I don't uh, Grant think, guy, by the way. I don't think that the Thunder think of the blue like we think of the blue mm-hmm. or like the average fan thinks of the blue. Like it's not a, it's not a pejorative. It's not a demerit. It's not a black mark that you got sent to the blue. It's just extra burn. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that like, that's all it is. And so if at any point, like I could see a scenario where Josh Giddy gets some extra burn, like maybe he, maybe he's out of the rotation a little bit for a couple of weeks, like, you know, playing a few minutes here and there, but like, let's go have you like run the show. Let's you've, you've learned the offense. You've gone through training camp. You're like, you're understanding the concepts. Let's go see it in practice. What does it look like when you run a unit for 30 minutes? Yeah. And go let them try it out and see how it goes and do that in a G league uniform and then come back and see what happens on the NBA floor with the same scenario. The, the one caveat on that is I think with where the Thunder are at this season, it doesn't matter if he gets experimental in the NBA games because you don't really care about the results necessarily. So like you may not have to send him to the blue to say, hey, go run the team for 30 minutes. You could just do that against the Brooklyn Nets and yes. that would be fine. See, that's kind of where I'm at as well, yeah. Justin, is... I think with guys like Giddy, they're going to say, we want to experiment and we want to just try shit and see what happens. But for Giddy, we want him to try it against the best competition. Because I don't know this. This would be a great question for somebody like a Mike Schmitz or a Sam Vecini. What's the competition level difference of the G League and the ABL? Hmm. Or Giddy mm. played in last year. That's a good know? question. Like, yeah. is the ABL better? I think it might be. And if it's not, it's very close. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, I think that aspect is interesting. You don't want him making a lateral move. You want him making a a vertical move, For right, sure. to, to yeah. a stronger competition. Now, Trey Mann, I could definitely see yep. getting G League burn. Personally, for... Uh, for biased purposes, I hope he does get G League burn, as I will probably be at some some NBA G League <laughs> games this season. Yeah, uh, I would like to see him play up close and personal. Uh, so hopefully that will happen. Get to ask uh, him a question about when his next single drops. Heck oh. yes, I will. In interviews, I will solely refer to him as Trey One K. <laughs> uh, so I think consensus here: there's a chance Giddy plays G League minutes, but it's not very big at all. But yep. we do think Trey Mann will see burn down there. Is that fair? Yep. Yeah. It's a um, nice confidence boost. Yes. Other rookies from this class, we know Aaron Wiggins will be playing in the G League on a two-way deal. Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Yep. I think you, so. You, you're you're think just so. very both very firmly in the yes column there. Yeah, I think, I think so. he'll get I think he'll get playing time with the Thunder too, but I do think he'll I think he'll probably start the season there. Interesting. I think he starts the season with the Thunder, but I could see a lot of bouncing back and forth. Yeah, um, same. He's interesting. We've talked a lot about him whenever Summer League was going on. Uh, we haven't talked about him much since. I said it back then. I'll say it again now. I see a lot of Nick Collison style of play in him. Yep. Is yeah. that fair, Justin? Justin, you've seen him up close and personal. What Would you agree with that statement? From my very in-depth one game that I got to watch, yes, absolutely. (laughs) No, I agree, though. It's like doing the fundamentals. He's not flashy. He's not going to light you up, um, but he's going to make smart plays, and he seems like really fundamentally sound, which is no surprise coming from Villanova. And so that, yeah, I think he's, he's ready to plug in to an NBA rotation and go from day one. Um, But I do think similarly that, an opportunity on the G league roster to, you know, maybe see what else he's got. We know you can do the fundamentals. We know that you can, you know, make smart plays, but what else can you do? Yeah. Can you surprise us and drop a 40 piece? Get out some of the sauce out there in the G league. Right. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, I've heard some people talk about him, maybe playing some three for the thunder. And that blows my mind. Mm. Yeah. I think he will get more minutes at the five than the three. 
yeah. for, the, for the Thunder. Uh, Matt Clark's in the chat asks, isn't there a gap between the start of the G League season and the Thunder season? Yes, I think yes. Uh, the, the Blues' first game is November 5th or 5th. 6th. November 5th. 5th. Yep. There you go, November 5th, whereas the Thunder start October 20th. So yep. uh, there's a good two-week gap there. Uh, so JRE will definitely start on the OKC Thunder. Um, once the blue get fired up, we'll see if he gets any assignments. So interesting. We think three of the four rookies are for sure going to get G league burn. Yeah. Right. And Justin, you had mentioned this a little bit earlier and I I wanted to touch on it a little bit more. The thunder and the blue are very, very closely aligned. And like you mentioned, I, I think their thought process of using their G league affiliate, um, is different than what fans think. I think it's different than the, maybe the way a lot of other NBA franchises agreed uh, use it as well. And uh, for them, it really is a developmental league. I mean, we saw Lou Dort get his start there last year or two years ago, I guess. Yep. Um, I got to go and cover Lou's first few games, and it was very apparent from tip off that Lou was just better than everybody else. He was yep. bigger. It's hard to it's hard for anyone to be bigger than Lou, but he was bigger. Uh, he was he was just a better basketball player, you know. Um, but sometimes it's hard to read into some of those G League games. I mean, Deontay yes. Burton had some G League games where he went off. Justin Patton went for like yes. what was it like fifty six? Yes. Joe Masato and I were in the arena for that one, both <laughs> just looking at each other, just constantly <laughs> scooping our jaws off the table, saying. What is going on here? That's exactly the game I had in mind when I suggested that maybe JRE goes for 40 and the J yeah. League goes that yeah. exact performance. But the Thunder have been very good at mining guys out of the G League who have ended up being very good basketball players. I mean, Isaiah Roby was rocking the G League for the Dallas Mavericks whenever Sam Presti traded for him, traded Patton yep. for him. Right. Mm-hmm. Patton had gone for 56 in the G League. I was going to say Isaiah so Roby high. hadn't done a whole lot. They made that swap. Yep. And then Isaiah Roby, I think, played solid NBA minutes last season. Yep. Like, not solid as in, like, the amount of minutes, but solid as in the quality of the minutes played. More solid than Justin Patton. 100%. I don't even think Justin Patton is on a roster right now. He, no, I don't think so. Saw him in the G League. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or in the Summer League, sorry. So, rookies from last season. Poku and Teo. No. You think no. neither one of them get G neither. League burn? Nope. No. Interesting. I think there is a chance we see Teo get some burn. You're a madman. What? Now, and I know that's weird Teo. to say because Teo didn't even go to the G League bubble yeah. last season when Poku the, did. Yeah. So crazy. But Teo did go to Summer League and Poku did not. But mm-hmm. Teo was clearly like most often the best player on the floor at Summer League, it felt like. Yes, very much so. But... What if Ty Jerome earns the minutes over Teo? No, you're and high. Teo, and Teo doesn't get a lot of burn. Do they no. then give him no. a G League assignment? None of those things are going to happen. I don't happen. think so. You're you, so don't, you, don't think, you don't think Ty Jerome is going to get minutes over Teo? You're so high on Ty Jerome. I, I, can they not, I know I am, but... I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think there's any chance Here's that the Teo thing goes that, to like, the G League. because okay, they, 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 they both get minutes. <laughs> there's just so many guards on this team. I, I don't disagree there. But I don't think it culminates in Teo going to the G League. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Like Teo is like vanilla Froyo. Hey, okay. I love vanilla Froyo. <laughs> Very tasty, but it's just there. God, Ty Jerome is like could have gone with gelato. Birthday cake ice cream Gross. from um disgusting. What are you gonna say, Brahms? No, what's that place that has like the crackhead terminology for their sizes? <laughs> like it, love it, gotta have it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking I, the only ice cream place I can think of right now is Capitals, but I it's not <laughs> that is not it. It's, it's a chain capitals. place. What is it called? Not cold. Is it Cold Stone? <laughs> cold are Stone you, Creamery. What are you hallucinating when oh you went in there? My gosh. No, their 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 sizes are literally like it, love, it, gotta have it. I know uh, what you're talking about. I have. It's, I can't it's remember very, what chain it is, but I'm still stuck on the fact that you chose birthday cake ice cream as your like top. Well, I'm not trying to choose something exciting. So mm. if Teo is mm. vanilla froyo, then Thai is, is like okay peanut butter cup ice cream with like 
some Kit Kats effed in there Whoa. and some Oreos sprinkled on the top. And then he slapped some gummy worms on that bitch. Like, <laughs> there you go. Sean, Sean's confirming it. It's cold, cold stone. stone. Okay, it's cold stone. It's just, it pops. Like, Teo plays. He's fine. And it's it's quality basketball, but it's just so boring. It's so boring. Have you seen his have you seen his biceps, Jacob? Ooh. Yeah, the dude is Jack. Muscle watch. He's Jack. I gotta say, Jacob. Mateo, I mean, between Tommy, the two ice cream options you just named, I'm picking the vanilla for All right, though. you know what? Leave me alone. That other one sounds gross. Ty, Ty is just a hooper, man. I don't like disagree. this is basketball player versus hooper conversation. Ty is 100 percent a hooper. I understand why you like Ty. I do. Uh, I still don't think that means Teo gets G League minutes. Okay. Sorry, I had to go. My my the chat is blowing up. People getting very <laughs> mad about me, about my Ty Jerome love. I'm not sure if they're more mad about the ice cream discourse yeah. or the Ty Jerome take. You go Sean into says, and say, just fuck my shit up. <laughs> Sean is saying, who is more inebriated? Jacob's take on Teo or James Harden in the finals? Well, <laughs> yeah. Now I really want a mint chocolate chip shake. That's mm. all I got to say. Oh, man, miss me with the mint chocolate chip. Oh, my God. Let's move on. Let's no, move on. We got to get mint chocolate I'm out on. Unbelievable. What Holy can I? What? Next podcast, ice cream flavors for Thunder players. And that's not a joke. We're doing that next Wednesday. Oh, We're scratching the barrel for content. Unless a Ben Simmons trade drops <laughs> or a John Wall trade drops. We are doing Thunder players as ice cream flavors. Jacob picks ice cream season. flavors like my five-year-old son. This is troubling shit. <laughs> uh, we we also have to pick. We're doing Brahms flavors because we're oh, absolutely. We have to do yeah. Brahms. Okay. Does, no does Brahms choice. extend down to your neck of the woods, Justin? There's one uh, less than a half mile from my house. Hell yeah, dude, that's yep. dangerous. Mm-hmm. It Brahms, is indeed. Underrated chicken at Brahms. It's not bad. You ever get that and chicken have club the, sandwich? Like, I have well, before. They, they have like the giant chicken dinner that comes with a cup of chocolate pudding for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, they're not, who, what other fast food chain serving you chocolate pudding? And they give you like a really hard roll. <laughs> it's fine. It adds character to it. I was going to say, that's the, Brahms the barbecue only thing, sauce. Very underrated. Only thing that keeps me from going to Brahms more is knowing that it's going to take a minimum of 27 minutes to go through the drive through. <laughs> really? I know that's the, the truth. The one I live by is like, like two minutes and I'm out, which is bad. That's mythical. Really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Whataburger, it's a 40 minute wait. Oh, yeah. Minute, but, <laughs> Oh yeah, Whataburger right, well, is very okay. So sorry for we'll our to, random we'll ice cream fast food takes. Yes. Yeah. Thunder players as ice cream. Yeah, Thunder players ice cream flavors next week. Book mm, it. Yeah. Schedule. Okay. Schedule. Nine p.m. Wednesday night. Uncontested live stream. Come I'll join bring, us. Uh, I'll bring the Twilight Zone music for your takes on that. There we go. Hey, also, <laughs> if us three are on that show. You have to show up to the live stream with your Brahms. Okay. We all no, know we live close to one. So Silva just said there's one within a mile of him. I'll have to leave Justin an hour before one. the show starts. <laughs> Get in line at 7 p.m. Hey, just DoorDash it. Oh, that's the Doordash of lazy. ice cream seems like Door a very poor choice. I've done it before, don't get me wrong. <laughs> uh, okay, so other Thunder players that might make G League appearances. Um, no Shea. No Dort. Darius mm-hmm. Baisley. Mm. Oh, God. If he's Wait, in the G League. Justin is making this noise on Darius Baisley, but not on Ty, or uh, on Teo Maladone? <sighs> I, I don't think either of them go to the G League. You don't think Baisley will either? No. Silva? I will say if Baisley's in the G League, then adios in the offseason. Yeah. If... if he is in the G League. It is bad news bears for sure. Agreed. For yes. sure. Um, okay, I got to ask it. And I swear to God, Justin, I will kick you off the podcast and the live stream and my life. Oh, God. Ty Jerome make any appearance in the G League? No. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I was so scared. Uh, no, no, he's not. Uh, Sean keeps mentioning Charlie Brown Jr. in the chat. Yes. Uh, hot well, take. I don't care where Charlie Brown Jr. plays. Yeah, that's kind of... I said yes, and then I thought about it more, and I was like, eh. I just don't care. No. <laughs> right. Yeah, I kind of feel like... I don't know. I, I don't know. That's the thing about the Thunders. I feel like they don't send... I don't know. 
Like it feels like they send people to the G League that they like actually care about their development. And I just don't know if Charlie Brown Jr. is in that bucket. I don't know. Yeah. Hot take, maybe, yeah. but I do not care about Car- Charlie Brown Jr. as a basketball player. Yes. Is that sure fair? I'm sure Is he's a rude? nice guy. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah, I love his hair. That's something. That's about it. And his name. Matt says Charlie Brown Jr. 100% getting cut for numbers. That's true. Um, oh, Sean asking, does Gabrielle Deck get G League minutes? No. I don't think so either. If he was going to play in the G League, he might as well just go back to Europe, right? I was going to yes. say, if they try to send him to the G League, it feels like... <laughs> He's not, his age like, is going to be pissed. Burn the building down. Yeah. <laughs> well, his agent can't be too pissed after how much money he got. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. Gabriel Deck, an underrated trade candidate? Mm, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think, I don't Deck know. I think Kenrich he's got to show, I think he's got to show a little more on the court before he's like r- solid trade bait. Yeah. I wonder how many GMs watched him in the Olympics. I also think Kenrich Williams is a great trade candidate, even though I think the team loves him. Yep. Yeah, I hope, I hope we keep him. I hope he's one of the veterans we, we keep around for a while. He's good. Again, another Hooper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Ken, Kenrich Williams is the bigger Ty Jerome. Oh. Sean's saying Ty Jerome is the underrated trade bait. Get out of here. <laughs> It's not, um, yeah. He's I have wondered what his, I, I wondered what what his future will be like. You know, in like where will he be in two years? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, if you try and draw Ty Jerome from memory, do you think it looks like me? Like, how close do you think? Oh, yes. It's not far off. No, a little bit. You're Ty Jerome, and Nick is Denny Advia. Oh my oh, god, Nick yeah. is 100 percent Denny Advia. Yeah, it's it's kind of creepy. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that very much. We don't have any other uh, NBA lookalikes. I don't think. No, no, we do not. No, I did get called Sean Bradley a lot in high school. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> hey, you could uh, get some really shitty tattoos and grow out your hair, and oh we could, you could be like Robert Swift. <laughs> oh God! <gasps> did you ever read that article a few years ago about like what happened to him, and he was like living Wasn't he in like a, sh- strung out on drugs and stuff like living in a foreclosed house with like weapons everywhere and like had like a hummer or a tank or something i'd like to know where he was on january 6th oh boy oh let's move on <laughs> what else do we have to talk about silva tell us about shay gilgis alexander and uh oh. rich people things I like of this course movie. i saw a neat story today uh by gq is tyler tynes wrote this story uh there's our there's our handsome fellow shay gilgis alexander um yeah it talks about uh it's like a profile on on what he's doing these days he talks about his uh love for fashion he says basketball and fashion are his 1a and 1b in life it's just a a way he likes to express himself um he's generally like a talks talks about himself as like a almost a hermit like he doesn't like to go out but when he does go out he wants to express himself via fashion so um yeah definitely want to recommend checking this out on gq uh i wanted to specifically highlight uh, one a little piece here about the Thunder because uh, it was super nice. We haven't heard him comment on on this a ton, at least as of late. Um, so let's see. I did see a quote from this article where he said that he wants to be one of the best point guards to ever play. I love yes. I love hey, that confidence. Uh, superstar Reggie Jackson also said that oh, at one boy. point in time. Okay. Classic. <laughs> Yeah, Shea refers to himself as the, uh, he wants to be like a, uh, he calls himself the black Steve Nash at the very end of this piece, which I thought was oh, cool. Yeah, yes. I love that. Yes. I know we don't say the F word on the podcast much, yeah, yeah. but that just made me so happy. Yeah, uh, this the, is the quote. The Canada ties. Woo! Oh, dude, I it's love so it. cool. Yeah, read the story. It's really, it's not too long. Silva, it's really good. Get a liquid version of that quote so I can and just straight into the bloodstream. <laughs> Oh my God. I want it. <laughs> oh All right. The quote, the quote I wanted to point out from this about OKC, um, commenting on if he was surprised when he was traded OKC from the, from the Clippers after one season, he says, uh, quote, but it was surprising. It showed, uh, showed me at the end of the day that the NBA is a business, and that's what it comes down to. My job is to play basketball. That's what I get paid to do, right? Whatever city that's in, it won't matter. I'm just blessed that it's in OKC. Feels good. Feels there you good. Go. Love it. Aww. What's up with the Thunder 
superstar point guards and fashion. High fashion. Yeah. They, got, they, they got a type. Yep. And, and, I, know, and I know you guys Sam saw. Sam is a sharp dressed man. Yes. Yep. I know you guys saw the Insta post with Shay and Russ. At, oh, yes. I'm going to be real honest with you guys. I don't know what that thing was in New York. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm yeah. very unf- uncultured swine. Yes, <laughs> I'm very unfamiliar. All I know is that it costs like 35K to get in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a senator wore a tax the rich dress, which seems yes. very ironic. Chick fil A mm-hmm. font. <laughs> but incredible. Um, oh, also in this story, something that was uh, just troubling. Uh, he mentions he's talking, he's listening to music with Tyler in the car, and he says, they're listening to a, a song off the new Baby Keem album. I don't know if you guys know Baby Keem, maybe our listeners do. And he says he found the only Kendrick song that he has ever liked on this album. Oh, which is, oh, which is tough. Shay. So, yeah, very tough. I know, Shay's on, a big, I know Shay's a big Drake guy. I was which is. makes sense. Didn't he also on Twitter claim that uh, Drake had surpassed Jay Z? So come on, Shay. He did. did Shay do, I know Trey did that. Drake. Did Shay double down on it? Shay did too long. Yeah, he said long ago he did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, see, the Drake love makes sense. The Canada connection, like I get yeah. it. The yeah. hating on Kendrick. Come on, Kendrick's tough. incredible. Very tough. Kendrick's the goat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forget. Uh, somebody asked him. Maybe it was Adam Francisco last season. Asked Shay his his top three rappers. Uh, I forget who he listed, but I know Drake was in the top three. Feels mm-hmm. right. It does. Got to uh, be Travis Scott because the look alike when he looks in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One one hundred percent. Cool stuff by Shay. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's been he's been killing the fashion game. Um, you guys gonna gonna cop a pair of Shea Converse whenever his signature drops? If he gets a signature, uh, I'm really interested to see like what direction they take with it. Could be cool. Converse it's very interesting like, that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say Converse seems to like be okay with taking some risks that some of the other brands don't. They're still Nike. Uh, the guy that designed the shoe that he was wearing this last season also used to be a designer for the Kobe line, which we know that Shea loves. So like Giddy they've also got loves. some, got some credentials behind the Converse line. So I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with it. It's interesting that the Thunder have two players signed to shoe deals on very non-traditional mm-hmm. shoe brands. Shea yeah. with, with Converse, Baisley with New Balance, but then Giddy just signed his, his Nike deal. Yep. Uh, you mentioned Kobe's Giddy. Huge Kobe's guy. So that's pretty cool. Um, yep. Yeah, not a big sneakerhead, so we can't dive too deep into that. But yeah. if Shay drops a signature pair of Converse, I'll get a pair for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, I did not think we'd be able to fill 55 minutes talking about <laughs> John Wall and NBA G League, but God bless our souls. We did it. We there was did a lot it. of, a lot of, Ty Jerome talk in there, but uh-huh. it's always it's always yeah. good to have Ty Jerome talk. When you can talk about the goat, you have to, right? <laughs> Anytime the opportunity comes up. We also got to talk about Black Steve Nash, which is yes. it is. Silva, will you pull that quote so Justin can like slap an image on it? We can tweet that out. Sure. <laughs> and so I can take it to my tattoo artist and get it oh, yeah. blasted on my chest. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Amazing. I got you. You gentlemen have any other thoughts? Uh, you need better taste than ice cream. All right, leave me alone. Yeah, we'll we'll this, fire off ice cream takes next week. Okay, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. Uh huh. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for uh for joining the show. We super appreciate. It. If you joined the live stream, man, thank you so much. Uh, we enjoy watching you guys uh, interact in the comments. Uh, all all the the regulars were here tonight, so thank you so much. Uh, if you are listening to the podcast version, we appreciate you as well. Uh, if you enjoyed what you heard, go drop a five-star rating and uh, subscribe to the show. Mean a lot to us. Helps uh, helps more people see it whenever you drop a five-star rating. Uh, helps us have a better day because we feel good about ourselves. So make sure to do that. And we will see you guys again Sunday night, 9 p.m. Central Time on the live stream. So make sure to make plans to join us. Uh, and then the podcast will drop immediately after Sunday. We will be going over the last division in the East, which I can't think of what it's called right now. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's appropriate, even though the 
NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks are from that division. Uh, so we'll be doing some season previews on Sunday. And then next Wednesday, come back for the Thunder Players as Ice Cream Flavors takes. That one should be a blast. We already did Thunder Players as NBA, or sorry, not NBA, uh, Nickelodeon shows. So doing ice cream flavors uh, will be equally as fun. Until then, you guys take it easy. Have a great rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. And we will talk to you soon. Until then, and as always, Thunder up. <laughs>